It's uh, about 29 minutes past the hour, and uh, you're listening to Real Presence Live. And that means we've got Straight Talk with Father Tim Buren, pastor of St. Charles Parish in St. Charles, Minnesota, in the wonderful diocese of Winona, Rochester, where we're broadcasting live from downtown Rochester at Steubenville, Rochester, the youth conference that's going to about, about to take place this weekend at the Mayo Civic Center. And uh, I'm Matt Wilkham, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Father Tim Buren is here to take your calls, your questions. You can submit those questions also on our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, and we will gladly get that on the air. But uh, right now, we're, we're waiting for your call at 877-795-0122. If you have a, a question about the faith or just something that's on your heart, on your mind, that you want to talk to Father Tim Buren about, he is here to take your questions, your comment. Again, the number 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. This is Father Tim Buren, and again, I would like to also hear from any of you parents or, or others that they themselves were students at one point at a Steubenville conference. I'd like to uh, even hear from you. Maybe you could share a, a grace moment and, uh, and ask us a question in regards to your experience that you might have had at a Steubenville conference. So regardless, we want your call in uh, 877-795-0122. Please do give us a call. I uh, have a, an experience that I would like to share, Father, of being at a Steubenville conference in high school. I was so profoundly affected. About, well, John Bolio was just talking about 15% of priestly vocations. The, those priests say that they were affected by a Steubenville conference. That's, amazing. That's an amazing statistic. But it, it doesn't surprise me because uh, I was in the seminary for a while, and I think it's partly due to my experience at a Steubenville conference. Um, I remember one moment in particular during one of those conferences uh, the inimitable Father Benedict Rochelle was there. Uh, he was giving a talk. And then also, later on in the evening, he was leading uh, exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, Adoration. And there was this, in the gym there, people packed in, kneeling, uh, worshiping Jesus as Father Rochelle was uh, carrying the monstrance through the aisles. It, 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 there wasn't a whole lot of room to, to move. But I remember him turning to me, you know, he didn't know me from the, the Joe next to me, but uh, he turned towards my direction and was blessed. He blessed the crowd right at me with the monstrance, you know, so Jesus was himself blessing me. And I just began to weep uncontrollably. Uh, there was this sense that I was deeply, deeply loved and nothing could ever change that. A beautiful gift, and obviously, Father was part of that. But the real, the real gift of your tears was in recognizing that you were indeed loved by Jesus, and that no matter what, uh, the Lord was really 
be implanted deep within your heart. And what a great experience to hear that. I, I really appreciate your vulnerability by sharing that because I think it is important for people to hear and again to understand that what these young people are being exposed to is truly a gift to allow them to live their faith in a very challenging world because when they are centered in the Eucharist, whether it is through the Mass or through Eucharistic adoration, uh, they find themselves growing in faith and that strength that they need uh, to be able to accomplish the difficult task of being a young person in the world today, you know, so... Absolutely. And uh, if you want to talk with Father Tim Buren, maybe uh, about a Steubenville conference experience that you had, or if you have a question about the faith or something else that's on your mind, call 1-877-795-0122. Father Buren is here to take your call. Talk, talk just about anything, anything re- relating to the faith or if there's something else that you'd like to um, talk to him about. One of the wonderful things when I hear other priests on the Real Presence Radio Network doing the same thing that I'm doing this morning, I'm very grateful for these priests because, again, they're are always those questions that we may have that we want to ask, but we're afraid to ask it. Uh, You know, you can, again, use social media to get the question or even, you know, to call in. But regardless, just know that when you have a question that's planted on your heart, it is very likely that somebody else has the same question. So remember, the Holy Spirit is always inflaming our hearts, really inspiring us and wanting us to grow in that faith. So don't be afraid of any question that you may have, because, again, somebody else who is listening right now may have the exact same question. It's about 35 minutes past the hour. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren. This is the Straight Talk segment on Real Presence Live on a Thursday morning. We're broadcasting live from the Mayo Civic Center in on a Friday. It's a Friday morning. I am so... I've, have I been saying Thursday? I've been saying Thursday, haven't I? Because I was so used to always host, co-hosting this on Thursday, but now we're five days a week. And I have to remind myself, Real Presence Live is broadcasting five days a week, and, and it's a, a real blessing. But I've got to adjust. I've got to get a, a, a different groove in my brain. I don't mind that you're saying Thursday, because if I had my way, we'd have an extra day for this conference. That's how <laughs> That's awesome right. it is. I could stick around another day. Definitely. And, uh, you're, the number to call to talk to Father Tim Buren right now is 877-795-0122. If you've got a question or a comment, you'd like to speak with him about a matter of the, of the faith. Like, like Father Tim was saying, if, if you have a question, chances are somebody else out there has got that same question on a Friday morning. <laughs> that's right, that's Friday. Um, we, I just wanted to, real quick, uh, Father, I just mentioned that you are a pastor of St. Charles Parish in St. Charles, Minnesota. Uh, what's on Wednesdays in St. Charles? What's you've on got, Wednesdays? You've got something going on there on a Wednesday? No, that was an activity that we started this. As uh, long as we're talking about days of yeah, the week. right, right. Uh, this summer, uh, just actually a couple months ago, a few of us from the community got together and wanted to provide a family-friendly event in our local community. And as the pastor of both Holy Redeemer in Iota and St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, we wanted to be able to provide some activity, again, that would reach across the, uh, the aisles to all people. And uh, interestingly enough, almost all of the members of the committee happen to be members of my parish. But again, it's a great way to to do outreach and to evangelize within the greater community to share our faith and just really be real and who we are. And when people see us enjoying life and, and having um, having these great opportunities, uh, you know, just to be in the presence of other people and just to enjoy each other's company, others desire that and they want to be a part of that. And so, of course, then we invite them into a deeper relationship with the Lord and invite them to join us at Mass. And, and from there, it's amazing to see how those those relationships are formed and when they're rooted in Christ uh, and anything can happen. Grace is so abundant. 
Absolutely. And does this does this involve food as well? Absolutely involves food. So, you know, this last uh, Wednesday, we have it the first and third Wednesday of the month. And again, this is just a brand new program. And it's amazing to see how much they've grown. We honored our veterans uh, the last um, Wednesday, what's on Wednesday that we did the wow event. And it was amazing because we uh, figured there were, there were at least 600 people there. So, and again, with other small communities in the area, having their uh, Independence Day celebrations, you know, it was just great to see that many people go. And I was blessed uh, by the Lord with a um, gift of music. And so I was able to share that as part of the entertainment, I was with uh, Garrett Steinberg from Mankato and we did what was called dueling piano. So again, it was just a great way to uh, you know, evangelize through that gift. And uh, it's county fair time now in Winona County and St. Charles hosts the county fair. And so uh, what's beautiful about that, again, is I was walking around, of course, in my clerics and, and witnessing to the faith, uh, the number of people that were coming up to me and asking questions or, or also just grateful for the presence in the community. So it is a great gift to see. And it's important for us as, as priests and others to be in the greater community, uh, reaching out to those that may have wandered or those that are intrigued and want to become uh, a member of our, of our community and of our faith. That's a great outreach, Father. And uh, you're listening to Real Presence live this is straight talk the segment where you get to call in and talk with father tim Buren. he's here to take your call we have bill from duluth with a comment about the steubenville conference and his experience hi bill hi uh yeah i don't mean to be a downer here i but i did want to say that um when i was chaperoning some teenagers who went to the steubenville conference back in the early 2000s one time some of the other people that came along were kind of encouraging the teenagers to seek signs and wonders, like, for example, being slain in the spirit, so to speak. And as beautiful as the Steubenville Conference was, and the speakers were, and the experience with the real presence of Christ was, and as great as Steubenville University itself is, I found that kind of disturbing because some of the teenagers sort of were pretending to be slain in the spirit, and then others who didn't have that experience were crying as if, you know, God hadn't chosen them somehow. So I just wanted to say sometimes I think that can that aspect can get a little overboard. Bill, that's a wonderful thing for you to share with us because it's important. Uh, clarifying question, was that something that you heard directly from the leadership, or was that something within your own uh, groups or among other people? We're just, uh, I'm curious about that. It was more, it was much more true of the group that I went with, so other adults in my group, and I believe that some of the teenagers already had kind of an expectation of these things from previous experiences when I had not gone along. So I think it's, it it's great bad. for us, no, Bill, thank you for that, because, you know, when somebody has that mountaintop experience, it's going to be different for each person, so somebody may have sure. that, that experience, you know, and, and, and it'll be different, and one of the things is, is that I've actually heard uh, a similar comment in the past, you know, uh, why didn't I feel this way? Well, you know what happens a lot of times is we fail to always remember this, Bill, is that, and you, you obviously will know this, and it's like speaking to the choir here, um, but the uh, graces in many ways will come after the conference, you know, that uh, their hearts will continually be stirred. And so, but uh, I so appreciate you and your comment because, of course, that is, is not the direction that we want to lead our young people in, especially so they can have something that's authentic and not feel that they have to uh, put on a show or, or be somebody they're not. Because when it's authentically lived out, then, of course, the Lord does great things. And you know that, again, preaching to the choir. Right. Yeah, no, thank you very much for letting me talk about that, because I, I just think that the emotionalism 
that sometimes can dominate is not so much a, a Catholic experience, let's put it that way. Definitely. So thank you for that, Bill. It's a good, to, good to clarify that, especially uh, for anyone that's listening that is going to be coming to one of the conferences or, or again, discerning that opportunity that we, uh, again, we keep that priority uh, in mind and, and know the direction that uh, the Lord is inviting us to go. So thank you so much, Bill, for your call. It's very you much too. appreciated. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Bill. It's, thank you. It's about 43 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren. It's the Straight Talk segment. You can call in with your question about the faith. Talk with Father Tim at 877-795-0122. Again, the number to call, 877-795-0122. As we broadcast live from downtown Rochester, the Mayo Civic Center, uh, Steubenville, Rochester. Now it's grateful for Bill's phone call. You know, one of the things that I try to preach upon in in the parishes on a regular basis is that one of the difficulties that um, Matt that we see with with people is we have a tendency to compare ourselves to other people and sometimes that can be positive but sometimes it can be negative so uh, it doesn't allow us to see how God is working in our own heart if there's this constant desire to have what somebody else may have that may not be the gift that God wants to reveal to us at that time and so it really takes patience doesn't it Matt it does and uh, we uh, have to be humble about it and recognize that God um, he wants to give us everything, but we can't always receive it. <laughs> he knows what's best for us at that particular time. And we may want a particular gift, but he knows that maybe it's not the right time, or maybe another gift is more appropriate for our the good of our soul. Because the salvation of our soul is the ultimate, it's the ultimate good. Definitely. Absolutely. We have another caller, uh, Tonya from Lake Park, uh, about outreach and evangelization. Good morning, Tonya. Good morning. Good you morning. A, you have a question for Father Tim? Yeah. Yep. So the kind of the case situation, um, I have a friend who uh, is very, uh, very much um, secularistic. Uh, I mean, they, she she attends, uh, I think it's like a non-denominational church. Um, with her family, but just her kind of outlook. She's a like really big into self-help books. Um, but has a really hard time engaging in conversation about God and is not real comfortable. Like, she knows that there is a God, but I don't think she sees him as personal or relational. Um, I have, I've talked to her a couple times about that, and, you know, basically, you know, it's like, you're loved, don't forget you're loved, you know, and engaging in conversation with her like that. And we kind of have this sisterhood going on. Um, but I know she's going through a really hard time in her life right now, and I just, I wish I could just, like, give her a shot of God in her arm or something and, like, so she could, like, see that he's there and, and that he could be that loving father to her that he is to me. Um, but I'm, I'm just kind of confused as to how to encourage her onto that next step without making it seem like I'm pushing her. Um, she wouldn't, I mean, if I asked her to mass, she would be like, no, that's weird. You know, so she's, like, not, she's way over on the other side, um, you know, just kind of, there's a God out there somewhere, maybe he cares about me, maybe he doesn't, you know, so I'm just kind of, you know, curious what you would recommend as uh, that next gentle leading helpful step to kind of help her to, because she's kind of, she's kind of winging it, she's doing it almost on her own, um, and it's just, it's just failing, and, 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 uh, as a, as her kind of, in a sense, a sister or a friend, it's, really hard for me to see that um 
without wanting to do something. So I'm just curious if you had any input on that. Thank you so much for your phone call, because as we shared earlier, there are others that have this exact same question, similar story. So thank you so much for that, for that phone call, that question, and that inquiry. First of all, do not, uh, do not lose hope. You know, do not lose the faith and the reality that the Lord is still at work. And as a modern-day disciple, what uh, you're able to do, of course, is to pray for her. And I know you are already doing that, but you know, to continue to pray for her and sacrifice for her without her understanding or knowing that you are doing that. So maybe you can even find in your own heart a way to fast from something. Obviously, a lot of people will do something extra or give something up during Lent. Maybe you could fast for her on on behalf of this journey that you're really inviting her to be more a part of because of how she, again, with the self-help books and how she is uh, going to one of these evangelical churches, which incidentally is based in psychology originally when they started, not all of them necessarily today, but it was it was based in that. And so there is a danger in that, that we don't rely on Christ. And, and yes, it is uh, shared that there is that desire to have that personal relationship with Jesus. But as you know, what a beautiful personal relationship to have with Jesus centered in the Eucharist. And of course, from your own participation in the Eucharist and from your own prayer at the Mass and from your own prayer uh, throughout the week. And again, maybe a, you know, some type of way to fast for her. So if you, if you love chocolate, give it up. You know, give it up for, for the Lord to uh, to enhance her own spiritual journey. And again, you got to love her where she's at. And you know that. Just love her where she's at. That's what Jesus does. He enters into the lives of those lost souls. And then we pull them out and we reach out to them and never condemn them, never shame them, but to love them. It doesn't mean that you love what action they are doing, but you love them out of that action. Sure. Any follow-up? Yeah, that any, makes sense. Any, any follow-up to that? Or is there something that I haven't been clear enough for you? No, I'm, it's, good, it's a good reminder for that, because sometimes I forget to, that that even it seems like such a small thing, an act of sacrifice can be such a great thing. Um, you know, so prayer is easy, is easy to do, because it's like, oh, I'll just pray for her. But this, it's good for, to be reminded to offer something up in that sacrifice. So thank you. No, it was great. Thank you, Father. Absolutely. And that intentional sacrifice, it's amazing, you know, and of course we miss out on what we wanted to do, but when we do that for the Lord and and, and obviously it's done for the right intentions and specifically for this friend, be ready for something amazing to happen. The Lord is always in control. God knows what he is doing, so don't be afraid. Thanks so <laughs> well, much for your phone awesome. call. I appreciate thanks, it so Father. much. Absolutely. God bless yep, you on the you. journey. You bet. Yep, thanks. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you, Tonya. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. This is the Straight Talk segment with Father Tim Buren. And the number to call to talk with Father Tim is 877-795-0122. We have another listener question, Father, from Nathan from Chatfield, Minnesota. Uh, Wants some ideas to keep catechesis instructors from getting discouraged from teaching kids who are already well-versed in their faith and ideas to keep the classes more interesting for those kids. Oh, absolutely. There's always this pocket of uh, young people, if I understand, Nathan, uh, your question here, that um, because of, of different circumstances, maybe their own family life and, and how engaged their family is in their faith, we know that the um, statistics for those involved in faith formation and education of our youth uh, is a challenging uh, you know, time for us today. And so one of the things that I've noticed, because this has happened even in my own parish just down the road from you in Chatfield, is that uh, we we engage all of those young people by uh, allowing them to, um, one of the things that works out really well in one of the classes is that instead of um, 
having the same person always answer the questions or ask the questions. They uh, pull apart uh, these little sheets of paper and they invite uh, the young people to write down the answers to these questions and or they uh, engage them in different questions on the faith and, and they invite them to do so on a piece of paper because that allows those that may feel threatened or, or not feel comfortable or, again, are not as engaged in their faith to be able to participate in the class. And at the same time, by doing so, they are learning in as well. So, you know, I, I don't want you to be discouraged because what a blessing you are, first of all, to be able to teach our young people today. And it's such an important part. We know from the sacrament of baptism that when parents bring their children to be baptized, they are promising to raise their children in the ways of the faith to keep God's commandments, you know, as Christ has taught us um, by loving God and by loving our neighbor. And they say yes at that moment, but they need the encouragement of you as those extra instructors along with uh, the priests and, and others within the community. So I uh, appreciate that uh, question. I'm going to stew on that a little bit more because there are other ways as well. So Nathan, um, appreciate your uh, your question on, on keeping that um, catechesis alive for these instructors so they are not discouraged by these uh, uh, these gems. And of course, we want to honor these gems. We're grateful for these uh, young people that are able to be more enlivened in their faith and really to uh, to remind them not to lord it over, you know, maybe even pull them aside and and invite them to, uh, to assist uh, in some way by, hey, you know, you know all the answers. Why don't you take a step back this time and let's encourage somebody else. So there's uh, several ways to do it. So I, I commend you for, for being open to that. And anybody who steps forward to be a, a catechist uh, has my support, uh, you know, in the, in the sense that it is not easy at all to, uh, to say yes, to make that commitment, to teach a class on a consistent basis week in and week out throughout the school year. But um, kudos to all the dedicated volunteers who take the time and the effort to do it and to do it well. One of the things we do in our parishes for our catechesis is we have two or three adults in the room um, because they can also play off each other. So uh, they can allow the other students that are maybe not as participatory to be more engaged as well. So there are different skills that can be done. And we realize, of course, that regardless of the parish size, you know, it's always difficult um, to engage some of the volunteers or really to get people to volunteer in the first place. But what we discover is how those catechists um, they they themselves, of course, receive much grace from what they are doing, and they themselves continue to learn as well. So what a great gift. Absolutely. It's about 51 past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. It's the Straight Talk segment. Father Tim Buren here is here to take your call, your question about the faith at 877-795-0122. Again, the number, 877-795-0122. About five minutes left in our Straight Talk segment, so plenty of time to call in with your question about the faith. And uh, also wanted to talk a little bit. You mentioned music a little while ago, Father. Yeah, right. You have a talent for music. I have heard rumblings of this. Can you elaborate I, I well actually I, let me share you uh, with you why I truly believe that uh, you know this is a god-given gift and I need to to acknowledge that of course that all that we have comes from the Lord when my mom was pregnant with me in her womb she would sit next to a stereo and play classical music she didn't do that with the other six siblings so I happen to be the only one that is involved in music and I truly believe when I was being formed in the womb 
that this is where that that uh, gift of music was was formed as well. Oh, so beautiful, absolutely. So grateful for that because I have to be honest. And and uh, my mom is not musical at all, you know. And in fact, uh, you know, she of course uh, participates at at mass. My dad is actually more musical and he sings and whatnot. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I I truly believe that. So it's fun that uh, we got that one question from Nathan. Uh, he may not even be aware of this, and I'm not exactly sure who Nathan is, but uh, he called um, or t- uh, sent the message from Chatfield, but I'm in the Chatfield Brass Band. So it's called a brass band, but it's technically a concert band. And again, it's a great way to do outreach in the community. And, and the local pastor there, he comes to the concerts with his dog, which also is a great uh, evangelizer, his dog and people coming <laughs> up and petting and whatnot. So um, yeah, so that's a beautiful gift to see that. What's your instrument? I play French horn. And French that's what horn. I studied uh, in college. I was going to be a band director and I wanted to make myself uh, marketable as you would probably say uh, in the world, you know, to be able to get a job. So I decided to get a double major in music education with both vocal and instrumental. Wow. In case I would be in a small school. But uh, as they say, uh, God had a different plan for me and I was open to that plan. So very grateful and, and humbled to be called to the sacrament of holy orders. Well, thanks be to God. And thank you, uh, you know, for sharing your gifts, uh, continuing to share your musical gifts. It's, it's much needed in the church and in the world. And we have another question from Mary from Bismarck. She asks, how do you tell someone who remarried outside of the church and doesn't go to Mass that they are still obligated to the Lord and to continue that relationship? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, a spiritual communion or not receiving the sacrament of the Eucharist is a very powerful way for them to be, again, engaged in uh, the relationship with the Lord in the sacramental life of the church. So even though they um, may, for whatever reason, feel estranged from the church, a lot of times there's that that self-shame that happens, which is not necessarily, obviously, a good thing. But nevertheless, um, it's important to understand um, that everybody's journey is different. And so not to compare this person to anybody else, but really to engage that person. So Mary, um, it's um, it, again, it is important, as we have shared earlier, that to enter into that relationship with that person uh, and to invite them, you know, to invite them to the opportunity. And even though they would not be receiving the sacrament to have that spiritual communion with the Lord and really uh, their hearts are turned, you know, um, I recall earlier in a parish assignment, um, this was an early assignment as a, as a pastor, I had somebody come up to me who shared with me that, that um, she was divorced and remarried. And interestingly enough, she wasn't even Catholic. And she was interested in becoming Catholic and asked what it is she must do. And what was beautiful about that is, again, you know, there's this desire that you want to receive her, you know, right away into the church and whatnot. But there are those obstacles that need to be addressed. She was very open to those obstacles being addressed because that's what was going to make her faith grow stronger. And so it was a beautiful gift that as she was working on the annulment process and also discerning uh, becoming an initiated member into the Christian family with the Catholic Church, it was beautiful to see how that was at work so yeah that's great Uh, and I just want to commend Mary for having that concern uh, regarding someone else who is in a difficult situation being concerned enough with the state of their soul to to be thinking about these issues because uh, some people don't they they allow themselves to be distracted or they they just don't care about uh, someone else's uh, state the state of their soul enough to really even bring up the the subject mm-hmm. uh, but to do so in a charitable and and compassionate way is really what's most important uh, you know it's it, it's it's great to be able to bring these things up but it's it, it, what's even more important is how you do it definitely absolutely 
Yeah. Absolutely. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, along with Father Tim Buren. Just a couple minutes left in our Straight Talk segment. You can talk to Father Tim about just about anything you'd like. Uh, and the number to call is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. You, you can also submit a question via our Real Presence Radio Facebook page. And uh, we have just a couple minutes left. And Father Tim, I, I wanted to uh, speak a little bit about uh, how understanding the Scripture uh, speaks to us in our own lives. And, and also, uh, for example, like when it comes to, to, to Thomas, the Apostle, and uh, his, his doubting. I think we had a, a Sunday recently, not too, not too far back, where it was, uh, I know in the Eastern Church, it's called Thomas Sunday. I think right after Easter, they call it Thomas Sunday. And, and, but in the Western Church, it's Divine Mercy Sunday. But um, Unless I see the nail mark in his hands and put my hand into a side, I will not believe, but be unbelieving and uh, paraphrasing, of course, sacred scripture. But what's beautiful about Thomas and how many of us can identify with Thomas is even though we have not seen the Lord, that we have not seen his physical presence as he was able to do after the resurrection, um, there is that beautiful phrase, moments that we do doubt as well. You know, we doubt because of... We get that untimely phone call about the death of a loved one, or we, we get that diagnosis of a medical condition that we were not ready for. You know, there are many different reasons that those challenges come our way, but those are the reasons, again, that we understand the, the beautiful call to Scripture and how Jesus is speaking to us today still through the timeless Scripture, and Thomas is an excellent example for us today. We uh, were talking about Scripture, scripture and we were talking about also Thomas and the Mass and music. And I can't help but you know bring up uh, the uh, I remember I love to chant in during during the mass and pr- particularly the propers because they are kind of scriptural touchstones that remind you throughout the mass on what this particular feast is or or just kind of bring helps bring you back bring your heart back to, okay what is it we're doing here and those those scripture references then get embedded over time in you amen to that and it's a beautiful thing so. Thank you so much for all who called in and wrote in for our Straight Talk segment with Father Tim Buren. Uh, we are going to be uh, also, well, I'll remind you that this segment is on at 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. Nate Reinhardt next on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned for more. That's up next. That's up next.